This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host Ajit and uh, along with my co-host Giri we have a special guest today so first I would like to welcome Giri hi Giri hi Ajit how are you doing I'm doing good I'm feeling ecstatic very nearly yeah <laughs> me I mean, too it, it must be the lack of sleep but it could be something else as well it could yeah. be everything yeah so let's call on our uh, guest we would like to introduce uh, Manjunath our uh, co-host on this podcast uh, he's known as the falling sweep on twitter hello manjunath welcome to amchar cricket podcast hello ajit and it's a great pleasure to be here thank you for the invitation no not at all i mean i have read your blogs uh, blog articles they are very nice actually so i thought uh, somebody who thinks like us so i mean before mm-hmm. we get into the fun part right the uh, yeah. result today the, so basically we are recording on the last day of the india versus australia scg test before we go there uh, why the name the falling sweep manjunath uh yes so uh, like as we know uh, i was a great fan of uh, i am still a great fan of rohan kanhai and the fascination of following uh, cricketers who were uh, active before you were born is that there is very little in form of visual evidences uh, to go back to and very little in form of grainy footage the odd youtube video so most of the following is through stories which is passed from the generation maybe from my father grandfather and also through the articles and the various uh, articles and websites the public domain so i found this fascination of following him and his career which spanned almost uh, 17 years from 57 to 74 and uh, it was uh, like he almost like he never had a rough patch he might have got dismissed earlier but he never looked in any strife against any kind of bowling with due respect to mr gavaskar still he is one of the he could be the perfect quintessential test batsman in for me so that's the reason i uh, kept my handle username as falling sweep and as you and initially i wanted to keep it as falling hook but since i thought there'll be a more relevance if i include even the legacy of steve war so i kept it as falling sweep since both of them do play that shot mm. uh, so that is how it came about you were talking of one of your favorite innings right the 55 in the world cup final yes where you know clive lloyd i think on the other end went berserk Yeah, Clive Lloyd and uh, Rohan Kanhai rescued the innings, uh, got a partnership going, and later, of course, like uh, most of the highlights which you see, they are concentrating on uh, Viv Richards' runouts, which eventually turned the game, the chase. Mm. But then, uh, definitely, that was a vital partnership between them. There was Sobers before him, uh, but you can see both of them were different. And since Sobers is more of an all-rounder, I wouldn't, uh, you know, demote Sobers. to the great greatest of test batsmen uh, though he was a uh, impeccable batsman so among the 3w's and kanai i can uh, find it relate more easily to rohan kanai okay nice i mean look uh, do you know of any good anecdotes about this innings that 55 uh, no i i don't know any like stories as such no i just have seen the scorecard and the footage which is available uh, that's all so i think he was not meant to be in the 11 that day I mean, at least okay. at the beginning of the tournament, he was not even meant to be in the tournament, right? Hmm. I mean, he was—you right. could see like this middle-aged man with like graying temples, and they brought him on right. because they could not, 
you know they did not have enough professionals to cover and they did not have that experience so i think clive lord at that point insisted that uh, he be brought in i mean in the final he repaid the faith of his skipper no doubt but they say in the final there was a 12 over period where kanhai did not score a single run hmm. like clive lord simply went berserk there and it was an older game right older type of play style of play so kanai was just simply comfortable hanging on the other end and just even feeding the strike to lloyd but it is recorded he did not score a run in those 12 overs nothing of the bat hmm. can you imagine a final of a modern times any final for that matter that could go on like that definitely no i think we can now go on to the meat of the matter the third test between india and australia yes. where you know india have uh, Heroically drawn the game. It must be said. I mean, against all odds, right? I mean, what Ajinkya Rahane said at the end of the game makes so much sense when he said, "This is like a win, even though it's only a draw as far as they are concerned." I mean, it was more or less destined to be a loss. So, did you did you see this uh, game? Uh, so, both Kiri and Manjunath, I'll throw it open. Did you see it? How did you like it? Initial, I think the, usually I watch the first session or part of it every every day, and I managed to do that, and then I. for a change i watched the last session of the match uh, so it was quite early this morning i was up quite early uh, accidentally i woke up and then i saw there was a really tough fight going on between uh, the indian batsmen and the australian bowlers and i couldn't believe my eyes that india were still not out i mean uh, i thought it would have this match would should have ended by let's say lunch or in between lunch and tea uh, but i was really amazed that uh, it was still going on and then i just wanted to see one over another over another over it went on like that and then i wanted to watch the last hour uh, and then the drinks break and then the last half hour was quite amazing and then india managed to uh, you know eke it through uh, for a draw in the end quite fantastic and what about you manjunath uh, yeah i basically i switched on the tv and i saw rahane getting out so that was mm. the worst uh, so then i kept the tv on and then uh, people at home my wife they said you keep the tv on mute and we'll watch pujara bat so then finally pant started attacking and that partnership started building and the finally when i got up from my seat only when he uh, took those continuous boundaries from cummins pujara so i watched the pant dismissal and then i went and uh, then i missed the vihari injury today because i was going to do something probably inside when i came mm. out i saw they are not running so i felt there was be some issue uh, but later after some that 10 overs of short ball peppering was going on by stark and others to ashwin then he called for the rib guard and so during that i felt probably they may you know soften them up and uh, you know uh, get them out but eventually it happened that the partnership built so well and they got developed an understanding so they decided that the more accomplished batsman vihari tackles the pacers and ashwin will tackle lion from one end like very seldom did they switch and even if they rotated the strike it was like for a a, a ball which they would have taken two or three so it was a really it was a wonderful partnership and probably it was the need of the century or the era for for test cricket to come into focus again so uh, so really i was really happy for that lucky i would say or both of you did the right thing i did the wrong thing so i thought you know i'll watch a little bit of the game at the beginning it's it starts after midnight here manjunath so oh yes i started watching it what happened is around 3 uh, i got very hungry and i ate something and then i can't keep my eyes open anymore right so i think pujara had just finished his 50 and pant was around 18 not out yes that was it i was knocked out 
I had to go to bed. I couldn't even mm-hmm. keep my eyes awake. I tried a cup of coffee as well, but I mean, it looks like I think Giri got it right. I mean, yeah. you had to just uh, trust them to be there uh, when he woke up in the morning and uh, carry them through, right, Giri? Yeah, uh, they should thank me for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll, I'll convey this when I get a chance. Right? So, yeah. in any case, I mean, let's go through the stats and also some of the you know the scorecard itself. So. what began as you know first of all it was i think in the pre match we had discussed me and giri whoever wins the toss has a very good chance of winning it so if for india to win this game it would be very important that they win the toss so there it, it didn't go their way australia won the toss elected to bat first and at the end of first day it looked like it could be one of those you know heavy heavy casualty totals where you already had a injury stricken india right you had like two raw pacers one who was fair, literally bowling in his first game then you had siraj who was bowling in his second game and bumra was all of 12 or 13 tests old as well so not a lot there ashwin was literally the granddad of that attack there but this attack we were afraid if you know once the initial shine of the ball was taken off and maybe 30th over or something onwards australians would really boss it around that's how it started so they were they finished day one on 166 for two it looked very very uh, ominous and from that point on well marnas labushkar ne 91 vilpukovski 62 very very accomplished debut it must be said for pukovski giri yeah i think so i think he was very confident the only thing that concerned me initially was uh, he was moving across the stumps far too often there was not enough for the bowlers to uh, you know make any cause any trouble to him apart from bumra i think bumra and siraj they were okay but uh, yeah he he did ride his luck right i think he was dropped a couple of times uh once by pant if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. i can't remember that it's, it's a sort of a blur because the moment i saw steven smiths come in to bat and then he was you know batting quite confidently i just switched off the tv i didn't want to watch him bat anymore uh but yeah so i did watch some of uh, pukowski's innings so it was quite good he's very accomplished i think they have found a very good uh, young opener uh, for the future Uh, i think we spoke about uh, spoke about cam green as well uh, so this is another youngster who has done really well in the series right i mean we were really saying these two had to come good at some time marnas mm. and steve smith they did and i mean i'm sorry to see marnas miss the 100 again 91 but a good innings steve smith had to hit 100 he did would you mm. like to take us through the fight back uh, manjunath ha ah, yes uh, so actually like uh, the day ended at 166 for 2 and like next day they went to 200 odd for two and then uh, then suddenly the wickets started to come so the credit to our uh, bowlers like they didn't allow them to totally run away with it and one of the bowlers who didn't have like as much success at least visibly was siraj uh, but he somehow he kept them honest like he kept the scoring under control so that is one of the one great uh, we have suddenly found this bowler in his first season of international cricket so obviously everyone will uh, wait for season 2 but in this season what he has done very well is the percentage uh, like a profile of bowler for australia so in australia you want someone to keep it simple and bowl in the channel so that way siraj was very impressive and we also had bumrah and definitely ashwin's bowling is massively improved on this tour like yes he he is almost 34 and he has all the records but probably this tour could be the landmark or breakthrough tour for him maybe we would remember him by this tour our attack was quite good to curtail them for 338 and also a moment of brilliance from jadeja the direct hit so we will be discussing the runouts later i right now i won't discuss for our own innings 
mm-hmm. but uh, for smith uh, to get run out by jadeja that was a that was one of the turning points i feel because smith was trying to toy with the scoring and he had started scoring very freely but suddenly there was this uh, he tried a two and there was this run out uh, it was fantastic to watch like after so many years you see even fielding as a strong suit of a touring indian team it gives a lot of uh, confidence that was a fantastic fight back right to actually be able to restrict australia to something under 350 uh, considering yeah. where they really stood uh, 206 for 2 it could have been all downhill it could have been 500 for 4 declared or something but indian bowlers really did well bumrah came back to take a few wickets and then of course jadeja he was the one that really took wickets ashwin was a bit i mean i think they had found a way around the way he was bowling and he also right. looked a bit stiff actually frankly and uh, mm. basically the middle order was taken out thanks to the faster bowlers in jadeja and then even though mitchell stark hit a little i mean probably saini bowled a few bumpers at mitchell stark which i think uh, when we look at india's innings it was paid back full with interest right so when it came mm. to india's turn to bat i think rohit sharma and shubman gill began very well they made sure you know that mm. we had a platform 70 and then rohit sharma was out for a you know a good catch for a, such a big guy hazelwood is very very nimble i mean what about that run out of hanuma vihari amazing run out i mean you can imagine some some of the top fielders in the world out there would be happy with that sort of a run out and hazelwood pulled this out of the bag similarly the same cotton ball it was hit very hard by rohit sharma and it was mm. coming hard at his knee probably it was more self preservation but a fantastic catch there by hazelwood mm. Shubman Gill probably threw it away in both the innings. I felt fifty was looking really good, really accomplished, right? So it it looked like I mean he should go on and once he gets such a nice start, this sort of maturity will come. I think. Uh, what do you guys think? Sanjay Manjrekar was analyzing his technique on air. So uh, what he had to say is that uh, he has found a way to become uh, to handle the moving ball and tests at least in locations like Australia, where the bounce is something which he can ride. so uh, what he noticed was that uh, he is already moving shuffling and moving on to the off stump so he is attempting to play every ball in the channel so uh, whereas if you see a pujara is someone who stays on one side and he tries to only defend what comes to him and leave more balls so that was one difference which was seen so i think it's a work in progress and he is a very fast learner he has made some minute changes and adjustment even since the mcg test so it's promising but probably if he continues the starts it will be uh, much more helpful for the team so i feel definitely a good prospect and a work in progress as an opener hmm though there were decent starts pujara sort of stood and held one end up right yeah. rahane was basically it was going away from him he played some somewhat a little bit of an awkward shot right it could have been let go actually simply it was too high and then he tried to cut it and was played on but then hanuma vihari ran himself out i think then the probably there was a little bit of pressure for the middle order to get going right so rishabh pant did his bit jadeja was not out 28 in the end but then there was this famed collapse again so hmm. from 3 for 142 to 244 all out seven seven wickets for just 100 runs that's very weird because i mean the middle order did its bit the lower middle order did not pull its weight I mean, really, if you look at this order, only there was one failure, Hanuma Vihari. Everybody else was in the teens. Uh, do you mm. think this is a missed opportunity, Manju? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, like Hanuma Vihari, you could have—I don't know whether we can say a run out is a soft dismissal, but he just took off for a suicidal run. So it's like his call, and he was—he ended up short. So maybe he misjudged the position of the fielder. So it's possible that can happen. 
because i had a lot of hopes from vihari in the first innings though i am like really thrilled that uh, he did what he did in the second innings so eventually it turned out well for him but that run out really it's it was a sad run out uh, that's all we could say so i uh, so it's good that it did not bear on his mind and he could come and bat the way he did uh, with an injured hamstring so uh, cheers to him nah indeed the lower order did not do anything single digit figures again nobody looked to stay with jadeja it was tough i mean look this is a once in a generation attack i pointed out in one of our tweets that i mean 1000 yeah. wickets and more lots of experience pace hostility spin guile everything whatever they need they have and really lion was again wicketless so it's very instructive that the fortunes of this indian team is very much tied to the way they have played nathan lion manjunath mm. yes uh, they never allowed him to settle down on a length so like this is the f- first time after many years i have seen uh, batsman charging a spinner as a defensive charge like you charge the spinner just to blunt him put him off his length or just take a single so that really messes up the the rhythm of a spinner so like without getting stuck at one end uh, they were really confident against lion and probably that turned the tide in our favor and one more thing uh, regarding lion was that i don't know why he did not request his captain for a change of ends uh, this full match he's bowled only from the paddington end and not the other end so probably he could have found a different spot more footmarks from the other end also so that is one thing which may be tactical uh, it's a tactical point but definitely the handling of nathan lion has been really good and from off spinner to off spinner i think ashwin has paid him back in full interest so so i am happy for that indeed i mean with one more test remaining ashwin also looked a bit blunted but maybe it was due to his fitness yes. issues we really hope he comes back strong in the upcoming test right we'll get to that but pat comments was a revelation for me this whole test fantastic fantastic very tough to play four wickets in the first innings i mean i thought he was used a bit more sparingly than i had anticipated in the second i mean at lo- at least he seemed to be bowling at all the wrong times but um, again we'll get to that so mm. i mean australian bowling did their bit so they got their team a 100 run plus lead i mean something that can be very pivotal and the batting capitalized mm. duly i mean their openers failed and but maras labushkarne and smith have found their groove here and they are not going to let go anymore so uh, they had some very useful none of them got to 100 but very big scores nonetheless then wade failed but then cameron green green i mean what are your thoughts on this do you see him as a really good prospect for australia going further what are your thoughts whether as an all-rounder just as a batter yeah so definitely uh, he should bowl more that's what i feel and maybe with the uh, coaching and their setup which they have he can add a yard of pace so that can definitely make a difference and uh, he's different from ben stokes in that he's a tall pacer but uh, he can bowl a fuller length uh, more in the mold of like moni mokel if he works on the bowling aspect and batting there is uh, there has never been any fault he's hit those uh, sixes he got he accelerated he scored a good 84 uh, the australian setup can groom him to be a useful seamer along with his batting ability it will be an asset to their side so they should think in the long term prospect for cameron green so what do you think ajit na nah, indeed look considering how tall he is sky is the limit for this guy and mm-hmm. uh, yes i mean he he can bowl 140 almost effortlessly right and he's actually mm-hmm. coming back from an injury i uh, mean a serious enough back injury that they have probably limited the number of overs he can bowl in the day mm-hmm. that's why he's only bowled five mm-hmm. or six overs in each spell or in the day and that basically means once he gains the strength once he gets the same 
let's say confidence pat comins has i i don't see him you know being able to uh, he can probably take the new ball one day for australia but we, we don't want to go that far but he can definitely be an asset no matter what pitch you're playing on considering his height and he's able to do both i mean not just his natural length is much more fuller as you really pointed out anjanath i think it's very good so i mean i see a lot of positives here as far as australia are concerned with both pukowski and uh, you know uh, green and they did the right thing by playing him probably they had a little bit of a doubt there maybe they would have played head ahead of this guy because head can bowl some spin but i think he repaid them fully when it comes to the second innings when it came to the australian setting up their total once he finished his 50 so he started off in a you know classical fashion but the moment he crossed his 50 he went berserk like scoring at a strike rate of 200 almost like in a t20 that meant you know declaration came earlier than indians would have liked because they were bowling very well until then they had managed to tie down both let's say lavish cognates but there was not really any uh, declaration batting as such right and yes. tim pen was also steady tim pen was slowly picking up pace but cameron green suddenly burst out of the blocks and that gave that extra 30 40 run philip which would have meant you know india would have probably had only a couple of overs at the end of the day but they now got those 20 odd overs again hmm. at the start of the second innings it must be said fantastic fantastic effort from both rohit sharma and shubman gill to actually see off the new ball take india to another platform of 71 and then here sort of i felt shubman gill it was a tough ball it was a very tough ball hmm. and in most conditions you should be lucky to miss that it was unfortunate uh, what do you think yeah actually it took me back to the kolkata test of 2001 at that mm. time i was listening on radio <laughs> and i heard this das and ramesh partnership of 90 so that was what gave me hope so similarly when i saw rohit and gill batting and there was a partnership of 71 i said yes so uh, they have come with some process in place and some plan and it was good to see them go the way they did uh, anyway rohit dismissal was almost an anti climax i thought uh, but again that's the profile of his play so mm. Mm. we can't uh, can't uh, complain much for that yeah we want to see more of him because this is an effort actually this is his revival series you can say this mm. is an attempt to revive the test career through the home series and now this away series so yeah but gill definitely uh, he shouldn't be uh, very unhappy also but i think he will definitely he'll work hard in the future and he looks like a long term prospect uh, a few shots like the cut shot through the uh, covers or the like just a snap which goes a little mm. uh, finer so all mm. those things he has the he has the artillery uh, to survive in uh, like at least uh, in in overseas conditions now everyone would say like uh, playing in england play, but see it's an individual who is going to play in england so it's not the statistics so i think we should give him a long run so that is what i see indeed i mean he's begun really well no doubts about it but you know they both were dismissed uh, in the evening's play already um 98 for 2 it could have gone anyway i mean usually teams that start off strongly usually fade away towards lunch on the first on the final day or so but you know for india they had i mean it it again began the same way right you, what you mentioned that uh, mm. you probably started watching on the last day when rahane was dismissed yeah. so it was a, indeed right. just the 10th ball of the day they lost rahane it was again beautifully set up probably uh, lion was sort of uh, spinning this web so to say from the previous evening already again you know in spite of bowling 46 overs just two wickets for him and uh, really well played uh, as far as indian uh, you know top order goes as far as tackling the spinners but in this case he made sure the length was always a little fuller and then he just held one back just matter of a feet or two right. that was enough that the same defensive 
prod that would have pushed it hard into the ground made sure it just ballooned a little and there was a short square like waiting and that that was the end of rahane a bit unfortunate to be out like this in both the innings he would have wanted to make a contribution given the fight india were up against but you still had pujara on one end and surprisingly pant walked out manjunath yes so uh, whoever made this decision in the team management definitely uh, uh, happy pure for them so i really appreciate uh, such a move it could have gone horribly wrong pant could have gone for a, a booming cover drive and been out back in the hut but it paid off today because see you can never draw a test match by always defending uh, okay it may happen with de villiers and duplessis and that kind of a mindset Uh, but otherwise it's not happening because they tried it against us in delhi also the south africans but they couldn't so you cannot replicate this all the time so you need a need a different uh, kind of a tempo so i felt today pant was a perfect uh, way well, he came with he mixed both caution and aggression and uh, he definitely he even charged and defended a few balls to lion so definitely threw lion off his uh, uh, off his lens and he hit him out of the attack so that sent uh, probably the australian captain into a little bit of a confusion as to whom to bowl probably it forced the coming back of a seamer and they got tired so you can probably factor that in in the in the game so it was a very good partnership between pant and pujara but never for once did i feel that uh, we can win the game uh, that is always an afterthought or hindsight but i thought if these two can uh, take us somehow to t interval it would be good so they almost did it so uh, really appreciate them for that mm. i mean one point there pant started very slow he looked really tentative actually he was playing from beside the ball he never got behind the ball i think that right. blow from the first innings was still on his mind right mm. but i mean and he also took his time in the first uh, half an hour or so he was i think 5 uh, of 30 or something like this yeah. before he hit his first uh, forceful shot and in that was this drop when he had just made 3 On most days, I think uh, Tim Pen would have caught it. It was a regulation yeah, of a you know, off-break bowler, yeah. and that was probably a turning point as far as India are concerned, really. Because I mean, he dropped a few more. I mean, towards the end, I think that catch of uh, Vihari looked tough. But in any case, hmm. look, I mean, that should have been taken, and that was really a turning point. Pant switched on at that point, and then he kept. So what he really did well was made sure pa- Lion could not bowl to a plan, uh, because he was running hmm. at him all the time. the lens could not be kept similar or same and lion was forced to rethink his lens and the fields had to always change and the other thing was he was no longer afraid of even the fast bowlers there's this one shot i think it was a bouncer from stark outside off stump he was in his 30s or 20s even and he just yeah. jumped alongside it and guided it past point that was like i mean that mm. was fantastic batting that was very brave very very good batting and counter attacking what you said right you can't play in one uh, gear in such a game and yeah. when you're trying to save this game you have to move up and down the gears and you have to make sure you give the opposition something to think and they can't just you know execute all their plans as is and that's what happened there and i mean i should be frank with you 3 for 250 with pant going strong not looking like he's flagging and pujara what pujara does i thought even there is a chance right I mean that's around when I really felt sleepy and I had to go to bed I couldn't stay awake anymore and apparently that's why India drew the game I believe if I had stayed awake they would have won it <laughs> but in any case Definitely. I mean 50 overs and almost 160 runs odd to win right I mean if these two had played that could have been achieved because it looked like they were going to play yeah. there was no uh, weather interruptions or anything so uh, then the game turned again Pant was dismissed trying to charge at line and uh, miscoing one to point 
and then shortly thereafter pujara wonderful bowling wonderful bowling from hazelwood again i mean two of those balls had been a bit wider and had always moved away this one was a very good ball and i think also pujara was still in his mind that it's going to you know probably come in or something because a couple of balls before that had gone away he was still trying to play yeah. from within from inside the line of the ball it just left him marginally and took the off fantastic bowling from hazelwood there and that meant you know the game the door was opened again as far as australia are concerned 43 yeah. overs almost left in the game so what do you think giri what do you think happened from that point on firstly i'm glad that you went to sleep you know ajit you know what happens when you start tweeting right right i think you have chance of victory yeah well i would not have tweeted it i think but i mean you don't believe in this I mean schrodinger's cat don't tell me but that's another uh, uh, discussion surely go ahead now but then again um so ashwin and hanuma vihari i think they went out uh, to bat after lunch sorry after tea in fact so they had to bat out the last session which had about close to 40 overs if i'm not wrong 30 odd overs and i think the very first ball that ashwin received from uh, pat cummins was a bouncer um directed at his ribs so he tried to find it off he took his arm guard and then tim payne took a very good catch uh, the umpire had ju- judged it uh, out on the field ashwin immediately uh, reviewed it and it apparently came off the arm guard and not the glove or the 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 shoulder of the bat so it was a lucky break for india i think uh, it could have been anything i mean there was every chance that uh, both of these batsmen would have been brutally injured by the barrage of uh, short pitch deliveries that both um, Cummins as well as Hazelwood you know kept coming at them uh, with um, i think at one point they even had a field on a leg side the, the positions on the field were all behind square i don't know if you remember that uh, the closing catchers as well as there was a fine leg there was you know a short fine leg in fact and there was a um, mid wicket sort of a square leg in between mid wicket and they had a couple of catchers on the leg side so it was peppered with a lot of short pitch deliveries and ashwin took a lot of balls in fact ashwin initially faced the fast bowlers and he was trying to get off strike but unfortunately vihari could not take a quick single uh, so he had to face a lot of music uh, against cummins i think there was one delivery which took the shoulder of the bat there was another which took his glove but landed safely just in front of the slips or in front of the gully and there was another one which uh was directed at his ribs and i think it just glanced his glove and then hit his rib he was i think he was hurting a lot so it probably took some painkillers and uh, uh magic spray whatever and then he continued playing i think he he took a lot of blows he stood in the way of i think that fiery fast bowling from both uh, hazelwood and cummins you have to hand it over to him i think he really played very well along with uh, vihari vihari as i said he was away from strike initially and then when the fast bowlers got tired both uh, hazelwood and patrimins the uh, australian bowlers australian captain tim payne then rotated between uh, nathan lyon at one end and the other fast bowlers uh, you know stark hazelwood and cummins um, bowling from the other end while lyon kept one end uh, you know steady basically the indian batsmen did not try to score runs they were just blocking 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 um and i think that really helped uh, because if they had continued in the same vein uh, when rishabh pant was batting and with when pujara and rishabh pant were batting if hanuma vihari had been you know fit he didn't have that in, uh, injury they would have gone for the win probably they would have at least tried and in doing so they might have uh, fallen they might have actually lost out 
so it was a blessing in disguise that uh, i would say vihari was injured and they couldn't run really hard um but because they batted so long i think as a side effect of this if you look at all the fast bowlers in the second innings uh, stark hazelwood and cummings have bowled in excess of 20 overs lion has bowled 46 overs uh, even cameron green bowled 7 overs and uh, a bit of leg spin from marnas labhishtarni but if you look at the bowlers the australian bowlers had to bowl 131 overs so that's quite a lot in the second innings and uh, we have a test match coming up in brisbane on friday so we are now on monday so we have about 3 days to recuperate and then come back so it's it's also playing um, you know uh, with with that test match in mind i think it really helps india now although india have their own injuries uh, to worry about so apparently i read that ashwin was not fully fit so he had some back issues yesterday uh, and even then he came out to bat and hanuma vihari we know that uh, he had the hamstring in, uh, injury while he was trying to uh, attempt to run along with uh, pujara and then what was nice to see was um you know in the dressing room jadeja was padded up to come out to bat next he had a broken thumb right so he had a dislocated uh, left thumb and even with that he was ready to come out to bat so this probably showed a very fighting instinct uh, intent that uh, the indian team wanted to show they really wanted to go out there and then uh, you know display that courage australians were probably feeling the heat because of that so they tried their best the pitch sort of became a bit docile i think there was not much in it apart from they, they i would say that they should have given the leg spinner a bit more uh, uh, of a you know an opportunity to bowl some more overs there because he he was probably the only threat uh, bowling into the rough you know uh, when pihari uh, vihari ha- would then have to stretch uh, to fend the ball off you know when when landing on the footholes outside the leg stump so i think tim pain might have been worried about a lot of things maybe it brought back him all those you know the memories from headingly last year or two years ago almost so in the end mm-hmm. i think these two guys batted really well yeah. australian bowlers bowled very hard but it's a fair result and this is as good as a victory i would say and uh, it sets them up really nicely for the last test match in brisbane and date i mean the over my dead body attitude right what you mentioned that's really yeah. something nice to see right. Right. putting a price on your wicket making sure you take body blows but not giving away your wicket right i mean that's fantastic and i hope you know this this means this lower middle and middle order has rediscovered its mojo and that's always very important because you'll have an occasional failure in the top and the middle order that means somebody from the lower order also has to bring in a 20 or a 30 that can make a lot of difference i mean which is sort of missing and also what you said right jadeja being padded up to come in next if required that's that's fantastic team work and also fantastic team spirit i think i think some abuse that mohammad siraj received on the outfield may have helped with this uh, manjunath i mean i don't know if you think this also contributed i mean this is a team that was very determined no doubt but do you think this helped yes definitely because that uh, gelled the team together and uh, many times you know there are touring sides are told that when you go to australia you have to cop a lot of it in the boundary so now like if you see the ground has barely 10000 or 9000 attendants and on two th- day two day three it is 8000 odd and 9000 odd so in so few people also if you have miscreants who hurl these racist uh, chants then it's not done so i feel that uh, i am uh, i am with mohammad siraj in what action he took uh, he notified his captain and the, got the officials and rightly the wrong doers were evicted out of the stadium 
like we don't know what would be the punishment later or what are the laws uh, which can be framed to avoid this situation in the future so this has no place uh, in civil society uh, according to me so i feel what happened was good uh, that they were evicted that is the first part and second it brought the team closer as a unit so i really rahane's leadership in this matter stood out and even in the post press conferences he was very uh, dignified in his stance and even ashwin also came out strongly against it so definitely uh, the right thing was done at least on the field so it, it looks more like uh, probably you know it brought the team together brought gave them that fighting spirit and that's fantastic to see so as giri mentioned this is a, as good as a win and i think uh, a lot of kudos to also the team management the what words they may have spoken also sending pant right. up the order ahead of vihari you know giving it a left right combination but also the individuals get the credit no doubt but the team management seemed to have gone the right way when it you know chose to make this decision so all in all it worked out wonderfully and india have gotten away from scg from almost a certain 2 1 to a 1 all right right and uh, now i mean now we should look ahead they are heading to gabatwar so before we go there i mean some drama where uh, you know the indians were not happy yeah, they were they were worried multiple quarantines impact uh, the home series possibly that they may have to then go back to india and then stay 14 days again in a quarantine all of these things i mean i know it's a storm in a teacup now it's all blown away but uh, was this all sort of gamesmanship or was there something more to it uh, manjunath yeah i feel that the australian media always uh, plays the role of the 13th man very effectively uh, so whether it was a logistical issue or it was an issue with state borders now we won't know because uh, it's not not much is there in the public domain there are only different statements from various quarters regarding the hard quarantine and the rules so we don't know whether it was an effort to portray that the indian team is not willing to go to brisbane so and definitely uh, good journalists credible journalists with sources have uh, reported in uh, crick buzz and crick info because i have been trusting these two websites for 10 10 12 years so i don't think they can get it wrong sometimes you feel that it could be a planted story but again this is open to discussion so what what would be what are your uh, like thoughts on this look there was something to it right so uh, players were probably right. fatigued from months and months of bubble life right and suddenly they got a chance to expand a little bit and get a get a hint of regular social life you know they they didn't have it in india also mind you right now they seem to have it again so it's like taking away something so that's a bit tough right. when you look at it now they when they are asked to go back and uh, go back into the uh, into a hard quarantine where you're not even allowed to leave your room i think it it had a right. bit of a bit of this a panic oh no no we can't do this again because we don't want to do it mm. again because we've experienced a bit right. of freedom here and also i mean they they put forward some conditions there where they said leave us uh, having lunch and dinners together for example let us relax in each other's company a little bit you know uh, probably right. i have a feeling there may have been some conditions which may have been accepted and some some bargain being struck there which enabled you know mm. the indian team to say okay all right let's uh, go go to gabba because i mean now when we look at what is expected on the field so it's called gabbatoire right so australia have not lost since 1988 and um, i mean that's that's a formidable record it, yeah it's it, it's again a pitch that sort of favors both bowling and batting it's a evenly uh, set out pitch and again it's going to be a very 
competitive game, no doubt. But I mean, the first question we have to ask ourselves as India cricket fans: Will they even have eleven people on the ground, Manjunath? Because what I just saw mm-hmm. on Twitter that it looks like at yeah. least Vihari and Jadeja are definitely ruled out, right? A credible yeah. journalist has tweeted this out, and um, mm-hmm. it looks like at least Bumrah and Ashwin will have to go for scans. I don't know. Probably uh, Harvinder Singh looks very fit. Maybe he can make a comeback. Yeah. No, because uh, the there was a there was a video of him taking a lap of the ground after the practice game, so he didn't look a day older than when I last saw him uh, in the Sharjah tournament. Mm. So <laughs> that is like besides the point. But uh, definitely, then they would they have no option but to then go with Kuldeep, Shadul Thakur, whoever is left, they have to pull in the resources. Mm. So mm. sad, but there there seems to be no other option. i mean mm. at least the top order seems to be in a reasonable position true yeah. ah, so you don't have jadeja which will really impact the balance of this team and if yeah. pant is also ruled out it will become a really really big deal so i hope pant pulls through with no vihari yeah. you have to then think uh, who you would bat at uh, you know five giri any thoughts on this i have some interesting thoughts let's see what you have to say i think they should have rohit sharma and uh, mayank agarwal opening and then shubman gill should uh, back at 5 five. five mayank agarwal should make a comeback in the next match mm. because if you have vihari going out it's a like for like replacement interesting manjunath what are your thoughts i'll i'll, I'll let in my secret shot okay so no i felt we shouldn't disturb the opening combination so i thought we'll make saha keep and take a risk uh, in the batting order and make pant as a pure batsman if available so like as they said the left hander probably throw him in the mix that's the way i was also thinking right so retain pant yeah. as the batsman have him fielded gully and saha to keep so you have almost best of both the worlds i mean that's what india got many australian uh, commentators were sort of grumbling they got saha to keep and, and it, then they had pant to bat uh, it will be a dream for most of my friends uh, from twitter because ah. they all wanted saha's keeping and pant's batting now both of it could be available at brisbane so i think that should satisfy them in the near future i think i suppose i mean that that leaves you know let's say the top 6 more or less decided but then now because jadeja is not there right and let's really hope ashwin pulls through i mean if ashwin is also injured i mean both ashwin jadeja gone and god forbid bumra gone i think our attack would be completely decimated but at least if bumra pulls through and ashwin pulls through they have a decent chance because these are the two attack leaders as things stand and okay. at least siraj and saini we have not heard of any complaints so at least they'll be on the field but if bumra is injured then probably shardul comes in and if ashwin is injured as i said probably kuldeep comes in but the next question for me is do they go in like this with you know four bowlers and then that means there is one more possibility that maybe mayank can still step into the middle order maybe mayank can play at 4 5 you know or 6 hmm. but for me i agree that opening uh, top 3 should not be touched they are doing their work and they should be let alone to do their thing so i would say would india take the risk of actually uh, including somebody like kuldeep or shardul ahead of mayank in this middle order so that they have the same number of batsmen and the same number of uh, number of attacking options as in scg giri uh, it's an interesting question because hmm, if they do play kuldeep uh, and if they have ashwin who probably fit for the next match then it should not make things much so much complicated 
On the other hand, if you don't have Ashwin, then you have to think about bolstering your uh, bowling lineup because you have an inexperienced bowling lineup then. If you don't have Ashwin, you have Kuldeep, of course, but then he doesn't have enough uh, test wickets, uh, to be honest. So it's it's very difficult. I don't want to be in, uh, I think, <laughs> in a position mm -hmm. right now. It's very difficult. Although I have to say, Shardul Thakur can bat a bit. So if he, if he plays, then he can, uh, I think he can hold one end uh, steady. But yeah, you you could also think about giving a debut to uh, Natarajan. Would that happen, yeah. do you think? Good one. Yes, Manjunath? Yeah, Natarajan, see, I have uh, little reservations about uh, playing Natarajan in this tour. Uh, mm -hmm. And the reason being that uh, when we, like, I followed him quite closely through the IPL. And I found out that, uh, like, even his coach said that his first instinct is to bowl the Yorker. So now that is something which does not always work in the red ball. I did go through his uh, domestic footage also, where he has the ball which swings back into the right-hander. And he has a pro uh, process to pick up wickets. But probably for the GABA wicket, it may or may not suit him. So we, I don't feel it may be ideal. Uh, whereas if you see, uh, as far as experience, just that Shardul has had a debut earlier. So maybe he may take to test cricket much better currently. But definitely, if once Natarajan is a finished product, I definitely see him in white in whites in the future. Maybe if he adds the bouncer to his armory, develops a little more confidence of the longer spells, then definitely Natarajan is, a, is worth a go. But if something happens that uh, the team management thinks so, then he's not a bad option. If, look, if it indeed depends on who pulls through and who does not. If Bumrah comes through and Ashwin comes through, then as Giri said, you have Bumrah, you have Siraj and you'll have uh, Saini. And I have a feeling they'll probably play Shardul ahead of Kuldeep. Right? Hmm. This is my feeling. Right. So, uh, let's see if this is how it goes. That was, let's say, a uh, India. What about Australia? They also are waiting on Warner and I think Pukowski injured his shoulder in during a dive. Yeah, he's um, gone for scans today. Right. So they've gone for scans and I think the medical report or the update is yet to come. So we'll know how it goes. Hmm. We don't hear about any complaints from their bowling yet. It's a short turnaround yeah. indeed, just a couple of days. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see how both the teams shape up. But I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting choice as far as the Indian team management is concerned. We all look forward to this amazing test uh, coming up in Gabba, which is traditionally a bit yeah. pace friendly, it must be said. Let's see how it goes. But now, if you were to move on to the other international cricket that's currently in progress. So UAE stunned uh, Ireland. At least for me, it was a stunning victory because... Uh, you know, Ireland batted first, made 269 for five, but then UAE chased it down. So, Manjana, did you get a chance to watch this game or maybe follow it? Yeah, I, I followed it through the cricket four scores uh, again. So, I really, uh, I liked the innings by Paul Sterling. So, at the halfway mark, I felt that probably, you know, Ireland has got its act together. So, the stalwarts uh, coming in and there was a good partnership with Balbini. Uh, but then UAE totally turned it around in the second innings. So, there was a really good partnership and there was a good tempo to the innings throughout. So, never they were like behind. And finally, when the partnership between Usman and uh, Rizwan was broken in the 46th over or so, still uh, there came a batsman who scored 18 out of 10 balls. So, that was very creditable for them. Like a recent ICC, a full member nation has been beaten. So, that's a good... Uh, yes, UAE do have ODI status, but they have beaten a test-playing nation. So, that's a very good performance. Indeed, I mean, the 100 that was scored, I mean, there were two hundreds. Rizwan, I don't want to try and pronounce his first name, uh, but Rizwan 
that that was his highest score in any format apparently his first score of 50 or more in any format well done to him right. mohammad usman looked a bit more experienced but also he did the let's say the hard hitting while rizwan held one end of the you know score up so that meant it's great i mean them to have beaten a, as you said correctly they started well uh, ireland but then um, uae came back equally well so well i mean at least that's on the field but their second odi which was supposed to happen on sunday has been postponed because they had two players yeah. who are already positive like chirag suri and aryan lakra were positive but then it looks like uh, another player right alishan sharafu was also tested positive and has been moved to isolation so the second odi has been moved to 16th so you know we'll probably cover it in one of our upcoming episodes now if you were to take a quick look at some of the other news from let's say the covid related uh, you know uh, updates so danae fanaker can chloe trion and another player apparently are so there are three women's players from the south african team that is currently uh, you know going to yeah. play uh, in against pakistan right so there are three players who are again uh, sort of testing positive but luckily they are at home so we really mm-hmm. hope you know uh, they are able to pull through and you know make it a proper contest so pakistan is visiting and it's great to see women's cricket happening in these uh, conditions manjunath yes so the same thing i feel about india like uh, since 8th march uh, 2019 probably there has not been a single women's uh, match uh, apart from the super t20 league the with the trailblazers and supernovas and velocity so apart from that there has been little women's cricket and uh, a lot of cricketers are in uh, in just in hudu they are waiting for a chance to play so like for a directive from the board so i hope uh, to like see some cricket at least happening in in india at least uh, so for the domestic cricketers indeed i mean it's always you know it's always good if women's cricket is also held and but when it comes to men's cricket i think the season is a bit shortened but women's cricket i'm really keen that it doesn't take a back seat with the with all the yeah. goings on i mean when it comes to women and women's participation so claire polosok became the first woman to officiate in a men's test in the 144 year year history right yes. i mean she is the fourth umpire but maybe in one of the upcoming series she'll also officiate on the field so it's great breakthrough as far as this is concerned this is one place where there should be equality umpiring it has nothing to do with you know whether you're a man or a woman we really hope you know she gets a chance there and now i mean if you were to take a look at some of the other news from outside the cricketing field so we have uh, you know the ipl 2021 auction that has been announced well at least 2021 auction will happen on feb 11th and then all the retained players have to be submitted before jan 20th uh, manjunath i mean we'll probably do another episode where we try and get to the bottom of this but again sure. uh, any any broad thoughts on this so uh, definitely the franchises which did not do well they will be going for wholesale changes so one of them definitely is our, uh, my favorite csk and of course rcb i don't know how much they will tinker this time because mm. they seemed though they lost they seemed to have found a decent combination and right. i hope at least morris and these players continue but csk definitely they should be they would be giving up say kedar jadav uh, murli vijay and go for some fresh legs and we may see jagadishan come for a much uh, like larger role in the side so that way we'll see a few uh, changes and uh, sunrisers they could uh, also sunrisers definitely i hope that they retain jason holder and billy stanley the two tallest players in franchise cricket uh, because definitely there's a place in t20 for hit the deck bowlers so uh, let's see 
and and probably yeah even kkr also probably if they give up dinesh karthik maybe csk may pick him up so let's hope he comes back to his home franchise well interesting thoughts let's see how it really pans out right right i mean but yeah i mean price said one of the upcoming episodes will probably do an in depth uh, analysis in this sure. i mean going ahead so indian women have uh, england women have actually announced the first ever tour to pakistan so we know the men's team will be touring pakistan first time in 16 years but the england women will be making their first ever tour again a very important step as far as women's cricket is concerned and the women's tour will be longer than the men's tour so the women will play actually uh, three odis and two t20as the men will just play uh, two t20as and will be away and both the t20as will be double headers in karachi so all this is like very very encouraging news as far as you know proliferation of cricket in pakistan but also more importantly women's cricket getting this chance so uh, fantastic news for us fans we really hope you know we can read more such news and this tour goes off without any hitch there are a couple of interesting news from sri lankan cricket so first is that shehan jaisuria has retired from sri lankan cricket he's been roped in by this uh, you know the american league that's starting up yeah so i mean it's a it's a fantastic opportunity you would not deny anybody such an opportunity having probably played for sri lanka and you know he's on the fringes of the team he's not uh, every time in the 11 i mean there are new there are news that you know these scouts who do who are doing this mlc who are uh, you know major league cricket uh, scouts are also mm-hmm. doing rounds in the indian domestic leagues i mean do you think mm-hmm. indian cricket can survive a brain drain or a talent drain uh, manjunath yeah uh, honestly uh, like it is the question will be after pujara then who so who is your next red ball stalwart is he coming up uh, is there someone in domestic cricket so if you look around it's really hard because uh, the most of the uh, teams are with people who are trying hard to adapt to red ball later and there are batsmen practicing their reverse sweeps and lap scoops in the nets so really definitely the board should think about how to take this up good point take this forward and, and encourage red ball cricket please i mean yeah i mean red ball cricket is one thing but i think ipl and also the changes that indian cricket have recently brought in gives a little bit of cover for cricketers that yeah. they don't have to chase yeah. these opportunities but you are right when it comes to red ball cricket they can be more done no doubt another uh, news akila dhananjaya has been cleared so his action has been cleared to bowl mm-hmm. in international cricket i think this will be a real boost as far as sri lankan limited overs cricket is concerned right and then probably they could use him also in the longer format shortly so that's good news with the you know england already there and uh, training mm. it looks like they could probably use him in the shorter formats at least and in the last news it looks like pakistan's you know cricket have started a review process where misbahul haq and wakarunis's performance would also be reviewed uh, the coaching staff would be reviewed uh, there's a committee in place so all good news when you look at it that you know there's a bit of transparency and a bit of accountability now moving on let's take a look at the trivia section so the trivia question from the previous episode was you know it was episode 111 so keep keep keeping that in mind right which two umpires achieved a hat trick of officiating in three consecutive world cup finals this is the men's odi world cup finals right so manjunath would you like to take a guess at who this was who these were daryl harper and steve bagnor well one is right the other not so steve buckner is right david shepherd yes indeed no it was episode number 111 so indeed so we wanted to give yeah. some sort of a tribute to david shepherd so we were looking for a trivia question so indeed right. the answer is david shepherd 
and Steve Buckner. Well done. Very well done. So let's see if I'll ask the trivia question from this episode. I don't tell the answer for that one, but you can tell us offline. Yeah. Yeah. So, which player was playing in his 100th test match? You know, and he was a part of the opposition. That's the clue. And the last away team winning a test at the GABA in 1988. This is the question, right? Um, as, as always, if you know the answer, right, you could always get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at armchaircricketpod via mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com or you could also leave it as a comment on you know any of the podcasting apps you use, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So also you could get in touch with us as always if you have any thoughts about you know how what we're doing and whether you like it or not. And as always, I mean, if possible, do leave a rating for us and preferably a good one in Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of these apps. They really help us. They give us a fill-in. So let's say that was most of the episode. So I would like to first of all thank Manjunath for joining. So hope you had some fun, thank Manjunath. You. Thank you really for participating Definitely. in this episode with us. Definitely. It's a very fruitful discussion and thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to plug any of your uh, work? I mean, I know you have a very beautiful blog. Huh, yes, actually, uh, in this lockdown period, I have uh, had the opportunity to connect with two good friends from Delhi. And we have a small podcast called Crick Vidya. Uh, so definitely I'll uh, send you the link to the YouTube channel and the Spotify. And uh, we have some nostalgia material also uh, regarding any legends. So I would also like if any listeners who are on Twitter and listening to the podcast, uh, please you can DM me at the following suite. Uh, if you have any idea for a discussion or an episode uh, regarding uh, any nostalgia, that is legends and ex-cricketers. So same thing uh, even to Ajit and Giri. Uh, if you have a favorite cricketer from the uh, from the past years, from the yester years, mm. uh, we can definitely make a sort of a Zoom chat or an express an episode on your favorite cricketer. So I would like to extend you the invitation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I have a bunch of things I've been thinking of uh, last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, we can we can probably you know collaborate definitely. together on this. No I wouldn't mind uh, participating in your podcast. Right. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for being a part of our show here. So having said all that, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from them both. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everyone. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.